Welcome to the podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae, where two doctors talk all about down there topics that seem to be overlooked. Whether it be mindset, body image, self-love, or medical questions, we dive deep into all aspects of being female. Dr. Madeline is a chiropractor who is on a mission to inspire women to reconnect to their bodies and reclaim their power. Dr. Kaylee is a pelvic floor physical therapist, spreading the truth that your vagina is magical. And as a woman, you deserve to rid of all the shame, guilt, and fear, limiting you from stepping into your boss bitch self. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you so much for your support of our podcast, Vaginas and Vertebrae. Please understand that all of the information, whether it be by Dr. Kaylee, Dr. Madeline, or our guest, is all solely based on personal and professional opinion. Nothing that we say or give information on should be utilized in place of any medical advice that has been given to you. If you are experiencing any medical symptoms, signs of issue or dysfunction, please make sure that you follow up with your physician and make sure you are following all of the plans of care. We are not saying that we have a physician-patient relationship with any of our listeners, so therefore we do not have any liability with what you do with the information that you gain from this podcast. Thank you so much again for listening, and we're super excited that you were just so chill, and you're ready to learn, and you're ready to listen to the way that we feel about what's going on in women's health care. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Coffee and Vulvas. It is Dr. Kaylee here, pelvic floor physical therapist, owner and founder of Fem Empowerment and Advocacy, as well as Down There Docs, creator of Core Upgrade, The Bladder Solution, and Fem Empowered Birth. I'm super pumped to be here. I'm super excited to talk about this topic today because it's something that I get asked quite frequently on Instagram um, and also other platforms that I am involved in. And the reason that I wanted to talk about it is there's a personal story behind it for myself. And also it's something that my clients are unaware of in a sense of questioning and things to ask. And so the topic is oral contraceptive pill plus pelvic pain. What that means is the pill and how it is related or possibly correlated with pelvic pain. Now, everything that I'm going to say is based on research. It's based on information. Obviously, those resources can be found. Really best case scenario is for you to find a Dr. Andrew Goldstein. He is like the guy to be talking about this, the guy that's done the majority of the research out here on the relationship between the pill and pelvic pain. Super informative. All kinds of stuff if you Google his name. It's incredible. And I'm going to be completely honest. This was actually really, really hard for me to come up with or put all of the information down. I have my notes here today. The reason that it was hard for me was because there's so many conflicting opinions out there and because I've spent hours really sifting through the research and it's hard because I'm baffled by how much even I don't know, meaning how much I, how much education I've had on the birth control, how much education I've had on menstrual cycles. There's not a lot of information out there educating us on what birth control is, how it works and all of those things. And so I'm kind of baffled by that. And so it was kind of frustrating to put all of the information together. You can also go read a blog post that I've done about this on my website. I'm more than happy for you to go do that if that's easier for you. And then I also have the resources, references, and some questions that have been answered at the bottom of that. It continues 
to fascinate me how frequently we are not given the information on a topic that's considered so mainstream, meaning you go to the doctor, you have acne, they give you birth control. You go to the doctor, you have pain, they give you birth control. You're having cramps, they give you birth control. You start your period, they give you birth control. It's so mainstream and something that is constantly, constantly given, but there's such little information and consent around it. And I know that I'm not the only one when I say that hormonal birth control has pretty much been a solution to everything that I had as a teenager. I was prescribed the pill at the age of 15 for cramps, for acne, for moodiness. And what baffles me now, knowing what I know, what was the actual reason that I was having moodiness? Why was I actually having acne? Did anybody take a second to kind of figure that part out before giving me the pill? Nobody explained to me the long-term effects of the pill. No one gave me any information. And so that was kind of really, really stressful for me because why was I cramping in the first place? Why were these things happening? What is my actual period? What does birth control do? And I don't know that I would have listened at 15, but now being 30, it's so important for me to understand. Excuse me, I'm taking a drink of my coffee with my coffee and vulvas talk. And I hear every single day similar experiences from my clients. They are either on birth control, they get back on the hormonal birth control pill postpartum, or they've been on it for forever and they don't even know pretty much like when they started because they've been on it for so long. First, let me say that I do not think that the pill is wrong or bad. There are definitely situations where it is 100% necessary and 100% effective. One of those necessary situations, in my professional opinion, is situations where endometriosis is totally ruining my clients' lives. Many of my clients take hormonal birth control to help to manage the pain with endometriosis. The reason I want to say that is I never want anyone to feel like I am shaming them into not taking birth control. That's not what this is about. If you choose to take birth control, that's awesome. As long as you are educated in being able to make that decision for yourself. I'm just here to provide you with what the research is saying. I'm providing you with information that typically will go underlooked or the doctors are not telling you. And before we dive into the specific question that I've actually been getting about whether the pill has a tie to pelvic pain, I want to first share my story and some information on the different types of birth control. This article is not like connecting all types of birth control. There are like IUDs, there are the patches, there's so many different types of birth control. Make sure that you look into them. I am speaking on the pill, the pill specifically, the one that you take, you take a certain color for a week and then the rest of them are like white or sugar pills, whatever. And there's three different types of the pill on the market currently. We've got combined estrogen and progesterone, then we've got progesterone only, and then we have what's called continuous or an extended use pill. So those are the three types. You are most likely going to be given one of those three types. This podcast is not going to go into detail specifically on the difference between those. It's also not going to go into detail specifically how birth control excuse me, birth control works because there's a whole lot of science behind that. And quite frankly, I'm actually still sifting through the research there, but I do plan on doing another episode about that specifically. And my story with over-the-counter pills or oral contraceptive pill, the pill, and pelvic pain. I want to share that with you because I feel like many of you might relate and may not even know it. 
the reason that I wanted to write this article is really solely based on my selfish desire to find answers for myself and to find better answers for my clients. I was prescribed the pill at the age of 15, and I took it until I was 25, 10 whole years. Every day I took a birth control pill. The only reason I got on birth control was because I didn't want to have a baby. And so in that time frame, though, I was also diagnosed with Graves' disease, which is a thyroid disorder, hyperthyroidism, and I had recurrent urinary tract infections literally every month for the entire time span of that 10 years, recurrent yeast infections. I had a ton of pelvic pain. I had extreme pain with sex. I had lack of libido, meaning I did not want sex. I had lack of lubrication. I could not lubricate myself. We had to use tons and tons of lube. And I had depression and anxiety disorders. Now, do I think that the pill was the cause of all of that? Not necessarily, but I do feel that it was not the right option for me at that time. And I don't feel that I was given enough information about how to move forward or any information on other topics. Because the first question that I was always asked when I would go in with one of those symptoms was, are you taking your pill properly? And I mean, yes, I was because I'm actually a really good student, right? And so I was taking it. And I was not getting better, though. All of my symptoms were getting worse. And I wasn't given education on what the pill is actually doing, the long-term effects, or anything that I should consider, or whether or not it might be potentially contributing to some of these issues. And I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to say it throughout all the time. We always need more research on this topic. We need more research on this specifically because there's just not enough proving it or disproving it. However, what we have gathered and what I have gathered is what I'm detailing here. Our hormones will affect all aspects of our pelvic region. And I'm speaking specifically on the female reproductive anatomy. So our, as women, like our regions, this means that our hormones can actually affect the way that our bowels work, the way that our bladder works, our urethra, the muscles function. It can actually change the structure of those, the hormones, if you have too much or too little, and it can also change the way that they function. And this is one of the reasons why it's so important for you to make sure that you're finding providers who are going to look at every angle of what is going on with you, whether that's urinary incontinence, bowel issues, pelvic pain, even bone pain or sexual dysfunction. We have also found that hormone imbalance can increase our risk of painful bladder syndrome, things like interstitial cystitis. It can increase our risk of incontinence. It can increase our risk of pelvic inflammatory disease and also frequent urinary tract infections. We are also finding a decrease in lubrication along with difficulty reaching orgasm, which can decrease our sex drive and contribute to sexual function or dysfunction. As mentioned before, it also depends on the kind of birth control that you're taking and how it's affecting you. Everyone responds differently to the pill. For me, I did not respond well, and it's contributed to a lot of the pelvic pain, a lot of the lack of like lubrication, the lack of libido, the inability to reach orgasm. But also note that pelvic floor physical therapy can help by determining if birth control is the issue by first eliminating bowel, bladder, or even muscular dysfunction. So always, always, if you are concerned about this or if you're wanting to try birth control or if you are trying to change birth control, make a consult with a pelvic floor PT because it's possible too that you could be experiencing a muscle dysfunction or you could be experiencing urinary incontinence. And one of the biggest reasons why I am doing this podcast, wrote the article, all of the things is mainly because of the questions that I'm getting about clients' pelvic pain and the pill, meaning 
a lot of people are coming in and they're saying, I've been taking birth control for a really long time and I'm seeing these things of other people talking about it and now I'm having all this pain. Is it related? For the entire time that I've been treating clients, I've been a, like, I've seen a personal correlation between my clients who are experiencing pelvic pain and having a history of taking the pill. What I mean by that is the majority of my clients with the reports, and I say majority because of course it's not everyone, but a lot of my clients are coming in and they're expressing concerns about pelvic pain. They can't reach an orgasm. They're having a lot of difficulty with sexual function, and they've been taking the pill for many years, several years, and things like that. And again, what we found, which is specifically based on research by Dr. Andrew Goldstein, again, go look him up, is that there may be a link between the use of hormonal birth control and pelvic pain. The research is showing that hormonal birth control or the pill can suppress our body's testosterone levels by 75% and increase what is called an androgenic effect. I'm not going to go into, again, the specifics there, but the important thing to understand is that testosterone is incredibly important. It's necessary for proper growth, maintenance, and repair of the tissues in our reproductive system. So imagine if you're taking birth control for a really long time it decreases our testosterone level by 75%. We're going to limit growth, maintenance, repair of the tissues in our reproductive system possibly. And with decreased testosterone comes decreased libido, decreased arousal, and difficulty reaching orgasm, which if you think about it, Men have more testosterone than women, the male reproductive anatomy typically, again, typically because there's never um, everything fits all, but typically men have more testosterone than women, which means that's why maybe they have more sex or they want to have more sex. They're more turned on. They don't have these difficulties, but we have testosterone for the function of our organs and our tissues and things like that. And when we have less testosterone, it can actually affect our libido. And Dr. Goldstein has also found in the research that with taking anti-androgenic birth control pills, the thickness of our labia can actually decrease. We can actually have a decreased size of our clitoris. We can actually have a smaller diameter of our vagina and again, decreased lubrication. So it can literally change the anatomy of our pelvic floor. And don't those symptoms sound somewhat similar to the symptoms many women express during menopause? So I'm wondering if long-term use of the pill can actually contribute to premature menopause or, or problems with menopause because of that. And again, please understand this is not to express to you the reasons not to take birth control. It's just to offer you the education and the information about what it is you're taking and what it may do to you later on. It's also letting you know that if you choose birth control, make sure to take this information to your healthcare provider and ask the questions that you're concerned about. Ask them about the long-term effects. Ask them about the side effects. I also want to express concern that we're seeing in the research about putting clients on hormonal birth control or the pill at such an early age, specifically before the age of 17. Dr. Goldstein and his team have found that if clients are on the pill before 17, they're more likely to be diagnosed with what is called vestibulodynia, which is pain in the vestibule of the uh, vagina and pretty much the vulva. So they're more likely to have pelvic pain and a diagnosis of extreme pelvic pain. And the reason I bring that up is if we're going to have sex, this is a conversation that I never had, and this is just a personal opinion right here. Why are we not having more conversations about use of condoms instead of the pill? 
I don't, you know, it's just one of those things that are in my head. Like, why are we not talking about condom use more? Because most like hormonal birth controls have estrogen and progesterone and refer back to the different types of the pill out there. The different types differ by the amount of progestin and the amount of estradiol in the pill. And the pill prevents the pituitary gland from producing what's called the luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone. And the lack of that production is what's preventing ovulation from occurring. Notice what I said, preventing ovulation from occurring. Your full menstrual cycle is not even happening on the pill. It can also prevent estrogen, progesterone, and androgens from being produced at all. And this is where I kind of want to say again, make sure that you're Googling how does the pill work? How does the pill function? How does birth control work? What does it do to me? Like all of those different things before you decide to take it. But I don't have the bandwidth or the ability to talk about all of that here. I just wanted to share with you that, you know, it's limiting the production of those hormones. I'm really hoping that this podcast is kind of shedding some light on some things for you. The quick summary is the pill is not bad, but there are some long-term effects that can change your female reproductive anatomy and increase the risk of having sexual dysfunction. So be sure you are discussing that with your provider. If you choose to come off of or change your current birth control, or you're considering beginning birth control, just be sure that you they explain all of your options and all types of birth control. Choose the birth control that's right for you because again, everyone is different. And if you do make a change or start to look at options, be sure that you find a provider who also explains the risks and offers a reassessment of it three months after beginning your birth control. Remember that it is supposed to be offered in order to allow you to have the best sex of your life. Birth control's purpose is to allow you to have the best sex without fear. You deserve to have the information to have the best sex. So again, I hope that this sheds some light on some information out there. The summary is, yes, the pill can actually be tied to pelvic pain. We're finding that in the evidence. We're finding that in cases, case studies. It doesn't always, though. So again, find great providers that are willing to educate you, give you the information, and do all of those things so that you can make the best decision for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next time on Coffee and Vulvas.